This is Mitchell McLam, lead pastor of Sapona Road Church in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We're so excited you found our podcast. Our prayer is that you're blessed by today's message. If you would like more information about Sapona Road Church or would like to give to this ministry, please visit our website at saponaroadchurch.com. We hope you have a great day and enjoy today's message. I want to finish this thought today of this After the Grave series. We've walked through the last couple weeks dealing with uh, some of the actions that took place with Jesus after the resurrection. Can you imagine? I just, I can't fathom what it would have been like, first of all, to even be around. I would have been happy to be a fly on the wall to experience Jesus, period. I mean, I'd have been cool even sitting under his teaching when he was 12 in the temple. But could you imagine what it would have been like to be with Jesus after the resurrection? I just can't imagine what that, I mean, we we experience him today. There's no question. Don't mishear me. But to see him in the flesh and to experience Jesus after the resurrection, after the grave, define everything. There's nobody else that's ever been able to to have the power. He said, I have the power to, to be laid down. I have the power to lay down my life. I have the power to die. And then I also have the power to raise up. Nobody else have that. I can't imagine what it would have been like to be with Jesus in that state of his life. And so today I just want to finish this thought process with probably some of the most important words that I think Jesus ever really gave. We know it as the Great Commission. We know it as the the charge given to the church this is something that I believe everybody in the room and maybe most people watching online today, you, you know this passage of Scripture, but I don't think we ever really dive into Maybe we do, but I, I think for just a couple minutes today, we need to dive into the, the reality of the context of where this falls. This is after Jesus has risen from the grave. He's hanging out with the disciples. He's, he's visiting and, and he's given. These are his final words as far as Matthew records. This is the last words of Jesus. While he's here on earth. And so it has to be some importance. Do you agree? Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. Today it says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. 
I think there's this, uh, almost this, I don't know the, the technical words here, but we have this statement. And it's like, okay, here is this. So because of this, here's the rest of this. Okay, you with me? I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. There's that. There's the meat. There's the, there, there is this definitive statement that's put out. I've been given all authority. There's so much power in that one statement because we read it and we think, okay, Jesus has all authority. He can do what he wants to do. He can say what he wants to say. But in the context of this passage, he's talking to the disciples and he's about to give a command. He's about to tell them what it is that they need to do. I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, that means because I've been given the authority I've been given, you now have a role. And so I think that there's, there's this little twist that we don't always think through in this, and, and we, we make it so um, self-centered, I guess, sometimes, if you will, uh, for lack of better terms. And we don't actually accept the fact our purpose as part of the kingdom of God, our purpose on earth is to go and make disciples, Right? But so often we get caught up in our problems. So often we get caught up in our insecurities. We get caught up in, in, in the inefficiencies of what we have and what we don't have. We get caught up in what it is that we can and we can't do. And so we, we create excuses. And Jesus' answer to that is, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. And he says, I'm going to be with you to the end of the age. So if I've been given all authority and I'm not going to leave you, therefore, you don't have nothing else to worry about but going and making disciples. Nothing else matters. Don't worry about, hey, we're taught through Scripture. Don't the sparrows always have something to eat? When a sparrow falls from the ground, the birds always have something to eat. The lilies always have their beautiful petals. They always have something to clothe them. They don't ever have to worry. They don't ever have to be bothered with where the next meal is going to come from. They don't ever have to be bothered with what God's going to do to take care of them because he is going to provide what they need. And if he's going to take care of the birds and the flowers, how much more will he provide for us? You with me? He has all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, I don't have to worry about what's going on around me that's distracting. I don't have to be focused and I don't have to put my eyes on the things. I don't have to hold tight to the things that are bothering me. I don't have to hold tight to the victories and the battles that I feel like I can't grab hold of anymore. I can release those because all authority was given to Jesus in heaven and on earth. That means everything on the face of the earth that I'm ever going to deal with, every sickness, every financial struggle, every relationship struggle, everything that's going to ever take place in my life, he has authority over it. Not only does he have authority over what I'm facing on earth, he has authority over heaven and the angels of heaven and the armies of angels. So therefore, when I'm facing a battle, I can simply say, Jesus, I need you in this moment. And he dispatches an army of angels to come to me and walk me through that valley. All while I get to stay focused on the mission. I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Why? Why does it matter? Because that's not your responsibility. It's mine. Jesus said it's not for you to worry about. That's mine. 
Your job is, therefore, to go and make disciples. I mean, I love that whole sentence. And, and we quote that sentence so often about the authority of Jesus. But when we put it in context, why is he making that statement? So that we can remain focused on the mission. We can stay focused on the mission. So he says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations or all people. The word go gets me occasionally because I, like you, have a comfort zone. I don't want to be put out of that comfort zone, right? There's no way that I can go in my comfort zone. That would be stay, right? And he didn't say I've been given all authority in heaven on earth so you can stay in your comfort zone. He said, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth so that you can fight demons and principalities. I've been given all authority so that you can conquer every, no, nothing can stand against you as long as you're with me. I've been given that authority so therefore you can go outside of your comfort zone and be comforted by the fact I have all authority. Go. And we don't like that because it's action. It requires effort. It requires us to actually do something. And it's outside of, I mean, I love to do stuff. <laughs> Typically, I love to do the stuff that I want to do, right? I mean, I'm just being real. I also want to do the stuff where I want to do the stuff, right? And this whole conversation takes a twist because he says, go to all nations, to everybody, to all people, all circumstances, all situations. How can we do it? Well, you can do it because you're empowered by me who has all authority. And then he says, make disciples. Well, what is a disciple? A disciple is a follower of Jesus. Someone who is following the way of Christ. Well, how can I make a disciple if I don't know the way of Christ, first of all? He said, go and make disciples of all people. Do we see that God's heart is for nobody to go to hell? He didn't say go and make disciples of all the people in that particular region or that particular race or that particular, uh, those that haven't committed that sin. He didn't say that. He said, go and make disciples of all people, all nations. And that's difficult because we're all very different. We all have our own personalities. We all have our own uh, um, niches, if you will, our places we fit, our people that we fit with. It's the way we're wired. But that doesn't give us the excuse or the ability to pick and choose who we're going to make a disciple. And so he says, go 
For me, it's, I mean, I don't like to add words to the Word of God, but I would say go out of the place that you're at, out of your comfort zone. Doesn't necessarily mean we even have to walk out of the house. For me, it's not always a location. It's stepping out of the place you're comfortable. There's households that need Jesus, and there's somebody in the household who has Jesus, but they're not comfortable stepping out into that realm of that conversation. So I'm not all, it's not always about the location. He's talking specifically about location. Let's not take it out of context. But just go out of the place that you're at, out of your comfort zone, and make disciples. Well, how are disciples made? Disciples are followers of Jesus. How are they made? Well, If I want somebody to follow Jesus, typically the way that would happen is I would say, hey, come follow Jesus. And they walk beside me. Right? It doesn't have to be anything complicated. It's not got to be anything that's this huge theological uh, debate and conversation and, and the whole idea of how we're saved and why we're saved. All that doesn't even have to come up in conversation until a certain point. Because if I'm walking as a disciple and I'm making disciples because I'm joining people to me, I'm bringing them beside me and I'm building these relationships, I think we're kind of getting back to our whole mission thought process of connecting, going, and growing. Uh, as I'm connecting people to me, I'm bringing them beside me, they're naturally going to become disciples as they see what I'm doing. Make disciples. Not pay attention to the order. He said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. So first, we rest in the security of all authorities been given to him. And because we have that power within us, that power is working through us, that's our security. That gives us the ability to step out and go away from the comfort zone. So we are to go, we are to connect and make disciples, baptize them. The baptism is the representation of them people. uh, It's a physical outward sign of what's taking place inwardly. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then... (laughs) Then teach them. People that are not Christians, first of all, are not going to act like Christians. And we have this whole thought process and this expectation of people in general to act like they got some sense. Most likely they don't have any sense. (laughs) And as we are walking along making disciples, hopefully something that's going on in our life, they're seeing something in us that they want. It's not going to mean that their life's going to be clean. It's not going to mean that everything's going to be all put together. But hopefully they see something we want. And at some point in time they say, I need Jesus to be my Savior like he's your Savior. Great, fantastic, let's walk through this. The baptism takes place, then let's teach them. How do we teach them? Well, all authority has been given to Jesus in heaven and on earth. Make disciples. 
Create a follower of Christ, but then grow the follower of Christ. Teach these new believers. Teach these new Christians how to be. Teach them all the commands that I've given you. Teach them my word. I can't imagine. Can I just make a bold statement? I'll say it about myself so I don't have to say it about you. I'm lazy. These early apostles, Peter, Paul, John, most likely, those guys had this much of their Bible memorized. I'm lazy. That's not even including the Psalms. Why could they speak with authority? Why could they speak with the giftedness? Why is it that we're reading all throughout the gospel and we see Old Testament scripture quoted? Why can they do that? Because they knew the scripture. (laughs) They knew the word. They knew the law. They knew the psalmist, the words of the psalmist. They knew the prayers to pray. They knew the words to use. They knew how to get God's attention. I have, there's people in my life. My cousin was one of them. That's just this unreal wealth of knowledge. Sometimes it's useless knowledge. There's a wealth of knowledge. And there's questions that can be asked, and it's like, how do you even know that? He knows because he's read to learn. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So you ain't got to worry about anything else. All you got to worry about, disciples, is going, therefore, and making new disciples. Multiply. Because you've been given all power and all authority. The Holy Spirit's going to rest on you. He's coming in just a little while, disciples. And you're going to be empowered to be my witnesses in Judea, Samaria, and throughout the ends of the earth. Outside of your comfort zone, outside, they were in a locked up room. You're going to go out of this locked up room. You're going to make disciples. And when they're baptized, it's your responsibility to teach them. Teach them the word. Teach them the way. And then he ends the statement because I can't imagine. I mean, I read it and I feel the pressure myself, but can you imagine what these guys felt? Jesus has just died. He's done. But he resurrected. And now he's standing there having this conversation. And there's this impossible seeming task before them. Jesus said, it's my will and my desire that all nations would become disciples. He said, but don't worry. I'm with you. Always. Even to the end of the age. I'm with you always. 
does that happen? Well, we understand now that he sent his spirit. There's nothing elaborate to this whole thought process today. I recognize that. The goal today was to show some appreciation. But I believe wholeheartedly that the word that's been on my heart all week is how literal do we take the Great Commission? How literally do we take the words of Jesus? That word, therefore, for me is a big word. Maybe it comes before your go. Maybe it comes after your go. It doesn't matter. It's there. Your Bible either says go, therefore, or therefore go. Because Jesus is saying, I've got this part. I've got you in my hand. I've got you taken care of. Therefore, your job is to go. Your job is to make new disciples. Your job, once the new believers are then believers, is to teach the new believers. It's the mission of the church. Who's the church? You're the church. We could write a song. Who's the church? You're the church. I'm the church. We are the church. With Christ at the head, we are the church. And the mission, the final words that Matthew recorded were go, therefore, Make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and rest assured, lo, don't forget, realize, through thick and thin, when it's easy, when it's difficult, on the mountaintop, in the valley, no matter where we are in the season, whatever's going on, I am with you. I recognize this wasn't a typical message. It's just scripture. It's just the Bible. And I believe that we needed just a reminder today what our job is. What our job is. What's our purpose? Our purpose isn't to strive through life trying to make it. No. Jesus said, I have all authority over earth. It's not your job to fix it. It's not your job to strive to just make it. I have that authority. Therefore, your job is to go and make disciples. Step out of the comfort. Step out of what's convenient. Step out of what you want in this season. Step out, step away from this locked up tight room that the disciples had found themselves. Step out of this place. Go make disciples. And so I just simply had a heart today to bring this to back to a reality. The word of God for me is very literal. If he says he's got all authority, he has all authority. Amen? Therefore, I'm not worried about tomorrow. I'm not worried about what he's even going to do in my life tomorrow. Let it be when it comes. 
My job is to step out of the comfort zone and connect with somebody and create a disciple. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, God, for this great commission. <laughs> Lord, it is not only a great commission, it is the commission of the church. We're called to love you, Lord, and to love other people as we love ourselves. And if that's the reality, God, this commission makes perfect sense. All authority has been given to you in heaven and on earth. Therefore, we can do what it is you've called and created us to do. Empowered by you, we can do what we're supposed to do. God, let us do just that. Let us step out of our comfort zone. Let us begin to see opportunities, God, that maybe we've not seen recently. Let us see through a different lens. Let us see through your eyes. And let us be empowered and bold by the Holy Spirit to step out of the comfort and the convenience of where we are. God, let us see people as opportunities. <laughs> to bring somebody along beside us and make a disciple. Father, let us know the Word of God. Let us study. Let, a, let us learn and study to show ourselves approved. God, let us learn this Word. Lord, let it be so embedded in us that as we make disciples, we can then teach those new disciples all that you've commanded us. Lord, we can rest assured today that you're never going to leave us, you're never going to forsake us, you haven't yet, and you're not going to start today. No matter where it is that our journey takes us, no matter where it is that, that our path takes us, no matter who we stand in front of, no matter what we face, no matter what kind of mountain is before us, what kind of valley we find ourselves in, no matter what's taking place, God, you're never going to leave us. You're always with us, even to the end of the age. To the very end, you're with us. God, I trust you today that all authority is really yours. Every victory is yours today. There's only one voice that can, that can quiet the voices all around us. God, you are that one voice. You are the victory, God. The victory is yours today. God, your faithfulness is true. Lord, let us have the burdened heart to do your word to follow through with these last words that Matthew recorded after the grave. I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples, these new believers, to obey all I've commanded you. And remember that I'm always with you. God, there's so much peace in those final words. You're always with us. I thank you, Lord, for this beautiful time today, this beautiful time together. Father, I thank you again for the awesome people that are connected to this church, God, that help us get the things done that we believe you've set before us to do. Father, I truly appreciate you allowing me to be a part of their life. Lord, I pray blessings on all of our leadership. I pray, pray blessings on all of our church family. Lord, I pray for our students as they prepare 
to head out this week to go and be a part of a conference where they can experience your power and your presence in a new way, in a different way. Father, Lord, I pray for life change and for impact to take place. I pray for every student that would make those journeys, those travels, Father, to Tennessee. Lord, I pray that you would touch them. Lord, touch the youth pastors. Touch the, the, the leadership of our church and our denomination. As they walk through this weekend, Father, I praise your name. I thank you, Lord. Teach us. God, teach us to obey all you've commanded so that we can then therefore go and make disciples. Show us somebody. Show us an opportunity. Father, I pray your blessings on your people. Bless them. Keep them. Lord, let your face shine on them. Give them grace and peace. In the beautiful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.